Welcome to Tech on Deck podcast brought to you by Fidelity Investments. I'm your host, Maureen Olajars, Domain Leader, Software Engineering, and Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer. Each episode takes listeners inside the walls of a fintech industry. Anything from cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, cloud, and crypto to the intersection of product and technology. Tech on Deck breaks down the topics top of mind for technologists today. Plus, we'll give you insight into the exciting and challenging careers in fintech. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tech on Deck. I'm Maureen Olajars, Head of Software Engineering at Fidelity. And I'm Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer at Fidelity. Today we're excited. We're here with our guest, Veronica Gregoris, Head of Digital Capability Technology at Fidelity. So Veronica, welcome to Tech on Deck. I'm glad to have known you for the last several years, having come here with you know a phenomenal background in technology, but we always like to hear from our guests. Tell us a little bit about your journey and Thank you for having me, Maureen and Adam. I'm very excited to be here. I am a leader in uh, personal investing. I uh, lead architecture for wealth management solutions, as well as uh, a product owner for um, cash and retirement platforms, um, as well as cards, an area that I'm very, very uh, passionate about. We can double click on your current role a little bit later, but in the meantime, can you tell us a little about your career at Fidelity? Because I think this is not your first role at Fidelity, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, absolutely. I joined Fidelity in 2015, actually, and I accepted an architecture role for account opening. And at the time, account opening was uh, quite an interesting journey because uh, it was the beginning of digitization. Um, They were at the beginning of a modernization journey. So I had the opportunity to actually um, create some of the first APIs in um, what was called at the time the digital platform. And I was very, very excited about it. It was time also when uh, Fidelity released uh, the Fidelity um, Go uh, mobile application and the first robo-advisory. So I was part part of that journey. And uh, um, I really, really enjoyed it alongside with Maureen. Actually, we had uh, some uh, quite a fun time during uh, during that period. So yeah, I had an interesting journey. And actually, I evolved from there. Then in 2018, um, I had the opportunity to take uh, what was um, under the Spotify model, a chapter leader role for wealth management solutions. And my career kind of went off from there. That's amazing. And I think I heard something about uh, a role in, in Fidelity's cognitive platform and maybe something about a, a soul role. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Why was that so amazing? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yes. So artificial intelligence and machine learning is something that I'm passionate about. And um, up until then, I never had a chance to explore a role in that, uh, in that area. So I have studied AI and ML. I have a few certifications, but I never had a role before. So um, I did have a chance to join what was at the time cognitive platform and cognitive platform was forming itself so I was one of the very first first team members and um, we worked on incredible solutions there for conversational AI for our customers Uh, one of the solutions that I worked on is actually um, currently a patent in Fidelity and I'm very very proud and um, humbled about it Ah, so you so working in that role you you know invented something that Fidelity actually took on to patent. Can you, uh, I think a lot of our listeners enjoy because I think a lot of people don't know what it is to develop something to get a patent. And 
do companies support you know people in in doing that? Can you talk about that experience a little bit? I think that'd be interesting. Fidelity has long supported its employees' innovation and um, inventiveness, and um, established an official patent program in 2011 to to actually help recognize those accomplishments. Um, as a result, Fidelity's uh, patent portfolio, I think, has about 300 issues patents. Um, I am proud to say that I'm a listed inventor in one of those patents. I actually worked with a few of other, uh, my colleagues back in 2017, and um, with the support of Fidelity patent program, Fidelity um, filed a patent application um, for one of the products that I worked on, and uh, the patent was issued, I believe, in uh, 2020. Love to hear about the soul. So you came to Fidelity, right? And you had um, a career journey, you know, at uh, other firms before you came here. Mm-hmm. So Veronica, when you're talking about your soul and and the patent, I'd like to try and connect the two of those things. So what what makes it different for you and Fidelity here? Is it that exploration and? Yeah, I think Fidelity is um, a company that allows uh, employees to grow and develop themselves in uh, multifaceted ways, I think. And um, you can bring that innovation to life any day, right? We have um, a lot of solutions currently in the market um, that are extremely innovative. So for anybody who has a passion for technology, has a passion for engineering, architecture, in my case, uh, product, I think um, Fidelity creates pathways, creates growth, creates a place of culture, it's a culture of innovation, and um, a space that I, you know, I personally highly encourage anybody to, to join. Um, especially for me being a woman in technology, you know, Fidelity allowed me to develop myself in a multifaceted way, it allowed me to continue to grow, it allowed me to have that growth mindset that I always uh, nurtured. So Veronica, thanks so much for what you've been sharing here. With this dual role and as we think about um, as you move forward in your career, what are some things that you would talk about in that transition, right? You know, how did that feel? What did it look like? Fundamentally, I think, Maureen, um, what's different about the role that I had in in the past couple of years, I think um, it challenged me in different ways, right? I um, always knew how to, you know, to run architecture, how to be a leader in that space. But um, in the past couple of years, adding product and product delivery to it, basically, you, you are pretty much forced to understand where ideas interact and how they should interact. Um, it allowed me to pivot my thinking more. It allowed me to think in a much more optimized way. I run a portfolio that is multi-million lineups of code, over 80 capabilities, right? That kind of puts things into perspective and it puts you into an execution pace um, that's... Um, fast. Um, it also keeps us accountable for everything that we deliver every day. You know, we are challenged with stability. We have to uh, continue to run this platform in a very stable way. There is no room for mistakes in them, basically. So um, every mistakes. So uh, there, are multiple, um, there are multiple challenges um, and opportunities in, um, in being a product owner uh, for a modernization portfolio. Uh, first of all, stability is stability. So being responsible for platforms, there is zero uh, room for mistakes. You have a technical career at a financial services company. How did you come about to that? Did you study tech first and then come into financial services the other way around? Tell us a little bit how you got here. 
I was born in Romania. I, I, my undergrad studies were um, in computer science in Romania, and uh, uh, later on I had an opportunity to study machine learning and artificial intelligence in, actually in one of the universities in France. And after a while I came to, I came to U.S. in my late 20s, and um, in the company that I worked uh, at the time, I ended up uh, working in a quantitative analysis uh, group, primarily uh, for engineering and architecture. And um, that challenged me because um, I didn't know anything about finance. I had my architecture and engineering background, but I didn't have um, a financial background. So. Um, I went to school here, I went to a master's degree, and I did a master's master degree in uh, finance and management, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. It allowed me to expand my skill set. Um, one of the things that um, I always do every time I, uh, I feel like I'm uh, not challenged enough, enough, I go back to school, and um, I learn more either through certifications, either through online courses, and so on. So, um, you know, being a continuous learner, I think it's one of the mindsets that I continue to adopt. So uh, a technologist that actually went back to study <laughs> finance. Right. Like I'm, I'm fascinated by that. I think I've forgotten everything else that we've talked about. I'm fascinated by that single point. I, th I think that's amazing that you you decided there's other things that you want to learn that wasn't directly in technology and then committed to that. Well, this is a podcast, so people cannot see me blushing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Veronica, that was really interesting, in, including the financial services. And, um, you know, so what we can hear from a lot of your background and your stories here is the drive, the motivation, the continuous learning. With you currently being in a dual role, as you as you named it, can you talk through some of the successes and challenges that come along with that, right? And um, we'd also like to hear what your day maybe looks like, or what does a day in tech look like for someone in your team? Can you share that with our audience? What I loved about this uh, particular dual role is that um, it has a level of complexity that I do love, and it keeps me on my toes. It keeps my 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 team on my toes, on their toes, and I love its intensity. Right, my days varies a lot, but there are a few fundamental principles that I get, guide myself by. I tend to not allow any type of meetings or any type of activities that are not effective in my day to day, and uh, I usually um, I'm very goal oriented. So at the end of the day, I usually block my calendar for what I call a close week block where I reflect on what I worked on what I what it didn't work and what I achieved for that in that week so in roles like this I think it's important to especially when you wear multiple hats it's important to bring the sub organizations closer together both from a delivery and collaboration standpoint but also from a leadership standpoint so um, you know finding the leadership intersections and organizational changes and the change management that could ma maximize the outcomes, I think, becomes extremely important. Also, the complexity of the role, I think, it gave me an opportunity to uh, become a leadership multiplier. I think in order to achieve a highly engaged, productive, and innovative organization, you need to be able to expand the capabilities of your team, I think. Uh, you need to find ways for them to become innovative, to grow together, to, you know, to become a team that where collective leadership, I think, bring the, brings the most of outcomes. So I think these are some of the challenges, I think. Um, but I love, you know, I, I'm blessed with having a wonderful, wonderful leadership team. I think, uh, you know, they challenge me. I always tell the team that they need to continue to challenge me. And I think only together, I think it's only through collaborative leadership that we achieve these results. That's amazing. I, I heard something there that I really love that I hear. I rarely hear people talk about, especially in technology. It's the fact that, and I'm going to paraphrase, 
you take control of your schedule and of your time. You block, uh, I, like, I think you said the term close of the week, yeah. uh, which I love. Like you actually take time to sit down, control your time, your schedule, your calendar, and then reflect and do the things that you need to do. So many people don't do that. I love that you mentioned that. So many people don't do that. And I think it's one of the most powerful techniques that people can do to uh, manage their day. Shifting gears uh, slightly here, you've had a really interesting career. Uh, you've gone back and studied finance. Again, kudos to you on that. I could not do it. I think I did not do well in my finance courses, to be honest. <laughs> Shout out to the professors who actually passed me for some reason. But I think it's really important for us to hire people and bring people into the company or move people around in the company that have different backgrounds. And you've been through studying in several countries, working in several countries, studied a couple of different disciplines. But one thing that really that, that we really look at it as a firm right now is, is women in tech and the small numbers in industry. And I think it's interesting, I think I saw some data the other day that there, there's at least some studies that show that women outperform men in investing, uh, which I thought was really interesting. And I so want to know the why behind this, but it didn't have it. But, you know, coming to Fidelity, coming to tech, you know, what would be your advice for maybe people in general, but very specifically women uh, that might want to enter technical roles in financial services? And, you know, would you say that Fidelity is a, is a great place for that and why? And, and, and maybe why should they pursue that now? Yeah, absolutely. I think Fidelity, I think it's, it's a place of growth. I think it's a place where there is a diverse community of leaders and associates, I think, that and that cognitive diversity shows up best, I think, in our products, wherever is the um, youth app that was just launched where women talk money or um, just to name a few, I think. I think we have a unique ability, I think, of bringing the best talent of engineering products and it's been a joy, I think, to see the growth of women in technology in the past few years, right? It's great to see a company like Fidelity that continues to invest in diversity. And um, Fidelity has been a place of growth for me, uh, my second home. And for many others, I am blessed to have you know, a community of leaders that I can rely on. I established incredible partnerships and uh, I couldn't be more grateful for that. So I encourage anybody who's looking you know, for a career change, change for in any challenge, I think, um, technology or otherwise to look at fidelity as their next journey. I think it's um, it's a fun, fantastic place to be. Wow, that's great. You know what? I'd love to build on top of that. Um, Veronica, you're also involved in our um, internal special interest group that's called Women in Technology. Tell me a little bit about um, what you see as you're as you're a part of that group, and maybe share share some things about that with people as they're as they're listening. Yeah, and I'll, I'll link it to the previous question that um, Adam had, um, Maureen, because um, it's funny because when I joined Women in Tech, I think I joined because I wanted to be a mentee, and um, I got an email back saying, um, we'd love to have you as a mentor. Um, and I think when you talk about, especially as women, I think we, all the time, we tend to give back, right, um, to the community, um, or we try to learn more, right? But um, we're not that self-conscious about what we can um, give to others about our own values. And I think Women in Tech, I think, um, gives us a community of just sharing our own experiences, uh, leaning on each other, right? Um, I think Fidelity is a place where communities like this exist of um, different ethnicity, of different, um, you know, in, in different dimensions. And I think it's, um, it's great that uh, we, you know, we have uh, the ability to come together and um, share, you know, um, share some of our experiences or um, even lean in for help, I think, sometimes. 
I think that's great. And when, when you told the story about you wanted to be a mentee and they basically said, there's so much there with what you can offer, would you be willing to be a mentor? And so, you know, that's just something really great that um, folks are able to help, help those who are coming along, right, themselves, right, and encourage, encourage uh, women who maybe either start out in the business or come into tech and to continue to inspire them to be able to stay stay the course. Yeah, it's funny because I think as a leader, you know, you learn how to say no to things. This is one of the things that I never say no to. Um, I love mentoring and I um, love giving back. So every time somebody reaches out to me and say, would you have time to establish more frequent one-on-ones? I never say no to that. You know, granted, as I said about my calendar, I usually protect it, but I have a fantastic um, admin that helps me. So I always <laughs> find time for that. So with everything in your background, what inspired you to come to Fidelity, to make that move? So back in 2015, actually, um, I was um, working in my previous company and um, I was pretty happy. I had a a strong team that I grew and I got a phone call from um, one of the Fidelity leaders here. And um, he asked me, would you like to uh, come and work at Fidelity? And I said, no, thank you. Um, (laughs) But um, he was pretty persistent, actually, and started talking, um, you know, very convincing about the culture and about the company and about um, the products and uh, engineering culture. And um, that got me interested. Um, I usually tend to orient my career decisions based on um, uh, two dimensions primarily. One is uh, people and uh, second is products and projects and work in general. And uh, I learned that Fidelity is a place where community, innovation, culture uh, creates extraordinary results. And that got me excited. So I decided to leave my team, leave a role that I actually loved, and join Fidelity as an individual contributor, as an architect. Um, and, uh, you know, I have fun ever since. And it's been eight years, give or take a little bit. And so no regrets? I think that for anybody who wants to challenge themselves, um, continue to um, adopt or continue their growth mindset. Fidelity, I think, will be a place that allows allows anybody, any associate, any leader, to do that well, um, to do that in a, um, you know, in a, to do that very well. Uh, and I would, um, no, no regrets. Great. I think every every day is joy. So well, we'll see what future brings. I'm glad you turned that no into a yes, <laughs> and you've been here for so long. So Veronica, now you're in a position of uh, moving and transitioning into a new role. It would be great to hear your feelings on that, right? You know, as, as we've listened to your career, right? These are the kinds of things, the growth opportunities that, that excite and motivate you. Tell us, you know, share, share something there about that. Yeah, absolutely. I love to challenge myself in new territories. So I'm very, very excited actually to join the enterprise organizations. I would, um, I love the opportunity of taking the BU level expertise of architecture and product area expertise to the heart of fidelity, actually, to the enterprise organization. I think the enterprise requires leaders who have been across multiple BUs and uh, leverage that expertise, I think, to drive um, more horizontal and long-standing decisions, I think. You know, I'm excited to be able to embrace a new challenge and turn that challenge into growth, I think. I am looking forward to work with new leaders. I learn from their experiences and uh, being impactful together. 
So Veronica, since we do know each other here at uh, Fidelity and have worked together before, and I know from working with you, uh, you have many passions. One of them is travel. And, you know, would love to just hear if you had any recent trips, anything big coming up, you know. We love actually traveling a lot to European countries. So um, we just uh, finished a trip back in Spain in, uh, in Madrid, which um, uh, we loved. Actually, my son loves, my 16-year-old son loves uh, Madrid, and he keeps joking that one day he'll live there. But um, mostly I think we've seen most of Europe and I think, um, you know, I don't know what's next. I think maybe Asia. I was asking actually the other day, um, we were sitting at dinner, so I asked, um, I asked my husband and my son, I said, what's next? And they looked at each other and said, I don't know, Asia? So okay. we love to travel. We'll see okay. what's next. We'll keep you posted. Asia's have, on the calendar. Asia's right. on the calendar. You have to invite, okay. invite me one more time, Maureen, so I can tell you where we've been. <laughs> to you. That sounds great. So, Veronica, thanks so much for joining us today. And, uh, you know, we've had a great time talking through your career. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Glad we could have you. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us for Tech on Deck. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you to our listeners and recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. To learn more about tech opportunities, head over to tech.fidelitycareers.com. See you next time.